welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. To be here, thank you so much uh, for inviting me. And uh, I, I do, I do, I do want to give honor real quick just to a couple people. Uh, pastor Rob, I always want to thank Pastor Rob. Uh, he's an amazing lead pastor, and uh, so thankful to be able to serve under his leadership. And uh, and he's the real deal. So I know not a lot of us get to get to be with him all the time, but uh, our pastor uh, is amazing. And so always want to thank him any time we get the opportunity to to speak on his platform, and then thank Pastor Mark, because uh, thanks for thinking of me and allowing me to have this opportunity. Pastor Mark's amazing. I love his, his heart for our church, his heart for Faribault is, uh, is outstanding, and it's so fun to be able to serve, serve with him, uh, and uh, yeah, it's great. And so uh, I am, I'm the family pastor here, and so I get to serve uh, alongside a great group of people, and anytime you get a microphone, I always take this opportunity, uh, and don't worry, I'll still make sure we get out on time at one o'clock, and so I always make sure we get the opportunity to, um, uh, just to talk about the next generation, because uh, I'm super in love with it, Uh, I believe in the next generation, and I I believe this, Um, I believe that uh, we all have an obligation uh, to serve the next generation, I absolutely believe that, and so Pastor Leif, uh, who's downstairs serving the kids uh, right now, uh, does a phenomenal job. I'm telling you what, there is no one who sacrifices more, loves more, um, gives more uh, to the next generation uh, than, than Pastor Leif. And so uh, I want you guys to, I mean, to get in his world, fight for it, um, and, and make sure that, that you're helping out. Because how is the next generation uh, going to find out about the things of God if, if we don't do something? Uh, it, I mean, trees don't talk to them, rocks don't talk, we talk. We gotta pass on the stories, we gotta pass on God's word, what he's done in our life, um, and, and just and continue that on. That's how faith uh, goes on from generation to generation. So get into Pastor Brock's world, get into Pastor Life's world. Uh, youth and kids should be just overflowing uh, with, with volunteers. Um, so if you don't know your place, you know your place now. It's in youth, it's with kids. Um, I'm telling you, I'm gonna take the opportunity. So, okay, uh, but hey, uh, I do have my setup here. Uh, this is... Uh, child number four. Child number four. I've got six kids. His name is Judah, and uh, and he has got a he's got a couple knock knock jokes for us. I've never done this before. I've never done this before, and uh, and I'll tell you why why we're doing knock knock jokes in, in just a minute. Um, but do you want to? Are you ready for a knock knock joke? So you guys know how knock knock jokes work, right? And so and so he's gonna say knock knock. You guys will say, who's there? Okay, good. All right, here we go. So. Do you remember what they are? Yeah. Okay, you got it. Here we go. Come here. Come up here. Come up here. All right. So here we, here we go. Um, first knock-knock joke. Knock-knock. Pencil. Broke pencil. Never mind. It's pointless. See what did there? It's pointless. That's a good one. That's a good one. That was a good one. Okay. All right. So, all right. All right. Last knock-knock joke. Here we go. Knock-knock joke number two. These are like dad jokes, too. So here we go. Knock-knock. Little old lady. I didn't know you could yodel. Let that one sink in. That's a good one. Awesome. Thank you, Judah. Awesome. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. Little, few knock-knock jokes are good. Um, and uh, I'll, 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 knock-knock jokes are fun. But hey, um, if you are taking notes, uh, 
we're going to talk about doors today. And so, so thus the knock-knock jokes. See what I did there? That little, little transition, knock-knock jokes, doors. Uh, but, but if you're taking notes, so we're going to call today, knock-knock, uh, who's there? Knock-knock, who's there? And, uh, and uh, we're going to talk about doors. I uh, didn't know so much about doors until, until this was laid on our hearts to talk about doors. Uh, but here's a few interesting facts about doors in case you didn't know, because everyone in here I know are door experts. Um, many church doors are painted red, especially in Philadelphia. This is because of Passover, and it's a sign of sanctuary and safety. Who knew? Had no idea, but it makes sense. Makes sense. There you go. Um, so sorry, there's no red doors here, so pray that angel doesn't pass over. Um, many, uh, many doors in Ireland are very colorful. This is because the queen, uh, when, when Queen Victoria died, the Irish were ordered to paint their doors black as a sign of mourning. But to rebel, they painted their doors in all different colors. So there you go. She, she wasn't very liked, very, liked very well. So uh, The world's largest door is located at the NASA Vehicle Assembly Building at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. There's actually four of them, and each large enough to allow space shuttles into and out of the building. The doors, they're 456 feet high, and they take 45 minutes to open or close. I was like, man, could you imagine, like, answering that door, someone rings the doorbell, you're like, just a 45 minutes, you know, and, and wait for that thing to open, that, that'd, be, that'd be something else. Um, that's a dumb joke, that wouldn't happen. Okay, um, doors uh, are said to represent many things in dreams. But the most common interpretation is that they symbolize change. Some believe the door's aesthetic appearance indicates how you feel about this transition. Now that was interesting, they represent change. And that's actually kind of what I wanna wanna jump off with today because I actually actually do do believe that. I believe um, that doors do represent represent change. Um, You think about doors, I mean you think about, you go, uh, from one place to another, right? If you're, if you're outside and you go inside, uh, you're, you're, you usually go through a door, right? And so you're in one environment and you go to a new environment. If you're in your house and you're walking through your hallway uh, and you go to your bedroom, there's probably a door there. So what are you doing? You're transitioning from, from one location to another location. And, uh, and you maybe have a bathroom in there and you can go through another door and you go to, you use the restroom. It's from one location to another location. It represents change and thank goodness for winter right when uh, when it's cold outside and you can transition from the cold and come to the warmth on the inside it represents change it represents uh, an opportunity right uh, when, when I think about uh, when I think about doors I mean sometimes uh, sometimes you don't know uh, what's what's on the other side it represents it represents an opportunity so you have an opportunity uh, to, to go through door a uh, go through door B you have uh, there, there's opportunities and and I'm telling you what I, I it's for me it's exciting like I love uh, not not knowing I love the opportunity of, of opening up a new door of transitioning doing something new but I know for some people it can be a little scary right I mean not everyone's like that some people they, they tremble uh, at the at, at the thought of man I have to go through there's another door there's another opportunity uh, what's wrong with where I am right now and uh, and it's not an exciting thing but for some it's exciting um, it, it, re- it represents a change um, and uh, when, when I think about um, opportunity. When I think about change, when I think about uh, the doors, I mean, uh, you think about the 
Uh, and you know, I'll have to apologize for, the, for this, our sound, great, amazing sound technicians in the back. I gave verses, but I'm going to be all over the place. So it's not their fault. It's my fault. I just want to put that out there. Uh, but I think, I think about some of the, the verses in the Bible. And, and there, there's some very famous ones that some uh, might be familiar with. Like in Luke 11, verse 9, it says, And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you'll find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open. Keep on knocking. So that there, there's something about... Uh, there's something about doors uh, that uh, um, that just interesting. Uh, it's, it's exciting. It's it's unknown. It's uh, I, I love that God uses that. When I think about doors and I think about I think about transitions. Um, I mean, how many have ever been through a transition before in your life? I, I think everyone could raise our hands. I mean, we've got, if, you, if you're an adult sitting here, you have transitioned uh, physically in your life. I mean, you've probably transitioned from not having a job to having a job. I mean, at some point you have done some sort of transition. And so you've gone from one place to another place. I think about my own life and some of the opportunities uh, that, that, that I've had. Uh, in, in our family. And uh, I mean, how many know that, that doors close and doors open? Uh, and, uh, and, and I love, I love, I love that the Bible says this. I love that the Bible says that, uh, in, 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 uh, in Revelation 3, 7, it says, when he opens, speaking of God, when he opens a door, no one can close it. And when he closes, no one can open. And I think about my life when my wife and I, our family, we used to live in Las Vegas. Uh, we were pastoring there. I'm just kidding. We were really pastoring there, <laughs> um, in, in Las Vegas. And I can remember there was one time we were transitioning out of there, but it was not what we thought. It was not how we thought it was going to be. It was not um, in the way we planned. I mean, we were planning on living in Las Vegas for forever. We loved it. Have a lot of friends. Have uh, have a lot of opportunity. Uh, a great uh, a great church we're working for, and uh, and a lot a lot of good things were happening. And so and so we, we were planning on uh, make, making that our home. And and the, the weather is great. You can't beat that when it's seventy degrees in, in January. It's a little different when it's negative ten degrees in January. And uh, and and, and God, God is doing amazing things. But I remember. Um, that, that we had a transition that, that, was, that was pretty difficult. It's pretty difficult when you're planning on everything going uh, a certain way and, uh, and, and, and this door seems to be uh, the door that God wants you to be in and then all of a sudden it shuts except you're not the one who shut it. How many have ever been in a situation like that? It's not fun. It's not cool. It's, it's, it's not a good feeling all the time. And I, I remember I came home uh, to, to my wife. I, le- I left work early. came home and said, hey, hey Bree. I can call her Brie. You have to call her Brianna. And I said, I said, hey, Brie. I said, I said, guess what? <laughs> um, we got to be praying for a new opportunity. Uh, we got to be praying for a new door because this door is shut. Now, I can guarantee you that that conversation was a lot longer, a lot more emotional, um, and, uh, and, 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 and a little more intense than, than what I just portrayed. Uh, but, it, but it was something else. And, uh, and I remember that, that it, it didn't feel, it, in the moment, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like, God, where? I mean, God, where are you in this? I thought you opened this door. I was not prepared to go through any more doors. My kids were not prepared to go through any more doors. I mean, transitions are tough. And imagine being one of my kids. feels like you're in a military home. You're trying to make uh, friendships, except you keep being reassigned to a new place every few years. That's hard. Imagine being a dad trying to parent through that. That's tough. It's tough, and here we are, we're sitting in Las Vegas, and, uh, and, and we're thinking, man, God, what are you going to do? What door are you going to open? And, uh, and, and how many, I mean, God, God's amazing, and, and, and I, I love this. I love that in the verse, 
And I, I'm kind of going all over the place here a little bit. I love in the verse of Luke 11, what, uh, at the end it says, keep on knocking. It says, keep on knocking. Keep on knocking. Here, here we were, uh, needing something new. It didn't seem like any door was opening. But, but, but God's word says, keep on knocking. In other words, have perseverance. In other words, don't give up. In other words, uh, I mean, I, mean, I keep, keep pursuing, keep, keep pressing in, keep going forward. Because, I mean, you know, it's easy to give up, right? It's very easy to give up. I think about uh, my kids. Uh, I still got young, very young kids, but when my kids were younger, and, and we can debate this later, uh, but, uh, but we, we go trick-or-treating. We'll take our kids and their friends, and we'll go trick-or-treating around the neighborhood on harvest night, um, on, on Halloween. That was for all my, my religious folk. Uh, and and, uh, and and so so we would we would go uh, we we go trick or treat. Why? Because it's free candy. And uh, and when else do you talk to the neighbors, right? Except on October thirty first. And so and so we'll, we'll go trick or treat. Um, but like my kids, when they're young, um, you know they'll 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 go to the door. And, and I don't depending on how old they are. You know we won't go with them. Sometimes we'll let them go up. But they'll like ding dong. And they'll like leave like literally like two seconds later. No one's home. And it's like, what? And, and then and by the time we catch them, they're halfway down the driveway already. They're like, what are you doing? There's free candy. Free. No one's home. What you, you didn't wait long enough. And then they're halfway down the driveway and the door opens. Hello, hello. Like, wait, we want your candy. You know, and, uh, and it's, 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 I mean, you, you got to have patience. You got to wait. And I know, um, especially as American Christians, uh, we, we can just be very impatient at times. And God is, God's word to us is keep on knocking. Keep on knocking. Because listen, God is always there. That's the great thing about, you know, when, on Halloween, if you go trick-or-treating, I mean, hey, let's be real. Sometimes you don't know if they're there. If you're like my parents, you turn off all the lights, pretend like no one's home because you don't want to participate in the devil's day. Uh, but if you're uh, like some others, man, they're opening up their home like, oh, glad you're here and giving candy. But, uh, but, and you're kind of guessing, guessing, you know, which, which home is which and, and what. There's no guessing with God. He's always home. He's always there. He's always with us. He's always near us. And he always has a door for us to go through if we would just open our hearts, open our minds, open our Bibles, and listen to God's word. In fact, I know he's always there. Um, in Revelation 3.20, uh, he's speaking to the church of Philadelphia, uh, but he's talking about, um, uh, but, 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 he's, but it's about just who he is. Um, and, uh, and this is what he says. He says, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and we'll share a meal together as friends. I love that he's standing at the door and he's knocking. Uh, he's, so, I mean, he's there. I mean, I mean he, he's just waiting for us to, for us to open the door. I, I, I think it's amazing. And so, so a, little, a little reversal here is like he wants us knocking, but he's also knocking. He's also knocking. He's eager to spend time with us. He's eager to speak with us. He's eager to open the door. In fact, let's go back up to, to, uh, to Luke 11, verse 9 again. Um, towards the end of it, when it says, keep on knocking, and it says this at the end, the door will be opened to you. I love that you don't even have to open the doors to the opportunities that God has for us. As Christ followers, we've already opened the door. And so when you open the door, now it's up, now it's up to us. See, I, th I, picture, I picture this, I, I just picture a lot of things. I picture that Christ, we open the door, Christ joins us on the journey, and all of a sudden we're in this massive space called life and there are tons of doors. 
There's tons of opportunities. There's tons of decisions to make. There's tons of, uh, I could go this way or that way. And the awesome thing is when you're a Christ follower, he's always there. He's always leading. He's always guiding. He's always at this door, this door, this door. If we would just listen. If you're not a Christ follower, he's still at the door knocking. He's still there. He's like, hey, hey, I'm here. I'm here. I want to come in. All you got to do is invite him in. All you got to do is invite him in. And he'll come into your life and he'll, he can lead you, he can guide you. Um, he can make life a wee more easier. But it's, not, but it's not always easy. You know, I think about, you know, think about opening doors and making a way. Um, I think about the, uh, I, I took a real big butt bunny trial. Let me, let me go back to, to my life real quick. Uh, so when, when, when we were in Vegas, you know, God opened a door. Uh, we had just a couple weeks to find something before uh, we have no job. How many have ever been in that situation before? Maybe, man, some of you guys are living that right now. I mean, listen, we, we've been there, we've done that. A couple weeks, and so you can imagine what's, what's increasing in our life a little bit. It should be faith, but I'm just going to be a little human right now. There was some stress. There was a little bit of fear. There was a little bit of, man, what, what, what's the next step? And that was, begin, I mean, some of that begins to overtake. When that begins to overtake your faith, Man, it really begins to, to, to do things in your life and cause you to think things that you shouldn't be thinking, that you shouldn't be worried about. Because God is not, does not give us a spirit of what? He doesn't give us a spirit of fear. He gives us a spirit of love, sound mind, right? I mean, he, he gives us a spirit of faith. Uh, but when we allow fear to creep in, it begins to choke our faith and we begin to uh, tune God out. God begins to speak to us and we can't hear. And I remember, I, I can remember that, that, that we just have a couple weeks and man, we're just, it's like we're knocking God. God, where are you, where are you? And all of a sudden God opens up an opportunity. Now I'll be honest, it was not an ideal opportunity. It was not amazing. Some of you guys are like, man, are you crazy? That would have been amazing. It was actually to, to move to Los Angeles, which, which we did. Uh, well, LA, listen, LA is a, is a cool place. We love to go visit there. We love to vacation. Uh, we love to do the parks there. We love to do all that kind of stuff. But it was not, it, it just, it, it wasn't the place that my wife and I felt peace, like this is it. But yeah, there was a door, felt like, man, God opened the door, so man, we're going to walk through it. But man, you, sometimes you're in that door, you're like, this doesn't, God, are you sure? Have you ever been there before? Are you sure, God? Is this, is this really where you want us? And, uh, and I have to think, looking back, because man, 2020 vision, right? It is always hindsight. I mean, when you're on the other side, you look back and you see God's faithfulness, you see where he's brought you. I think about this, if we never took that opportunity, which in the moment, man, didn't, didn't seem quite right, and there were some frustrating times, and there were some times of wrestling and saying, God, are you in this? God, this doesn't make sense. I don't see it, man. man and then all of a sudden, God opens the door to where? To the frozen north. He opens up a door out of nowhere. Listen, I didn't know this church existed. I didn't know Pastor Rob existed. I didn't know anything about this place, but yet somehow God opens a door and we find ourselves at this place. We find our family moving into a place where we feel like our family is supposed to be. And it's amazing, it's God's faithfulness if you just keep on knocking. If you just have faith and just keep on knocking, I'm telling you, it's easier said than done. Think about, think about uh, Moses and the Israelites, right? Think about the door he was knocking on. I mean, if you haven't read the story, I mean, go back in your Bible. It's a real story. It's not a fairy tale. I promise you. It's, it's the real deal. And, and Moses, uh, they, they free the, millions of Israelites. They're, they're in captivity. They're in Egypt. They're as slaves. Freeze them. Uh, finally, after just craziness and plagues and all this kind of stuff and oldest kids dying. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, read your Bible. It's, it's an amazing story. And, uh, and he goes through and, and all of a sudden he's at the, he's at the, uh, the Red Sea and... God, what, I've got, 
Egypt over there, we just came from. I've got the Red Sea. How do I, what am I supposed to do? Are you sure this is what, are you sure this was the plan? Because we just got freed and now Pharaoh and all them, they're now chasing them. So we got death chasing them and they're looking at death. Man, how many know you begin to wonder, God, are you sure this is what we're supposed to do? Are, are you, are they, are you, we didn't like supposed to take a right over there or a left? I mean, are you, can you just kill that? Or what, what are we supposed to do? And, and I'm t- I just picture Moses just sitting there, just keep knocking. Just God, God, man, I, God, uh, you got to make a way. I did my part, God. I'm listening. I'm open. And, and I just, and Moses doesn't give up. He knows this is the right thing to do. And all of a sudden, what does God do in his faithfulness? God opens up the Red Sea. He parts the water, and there goes the Israelites. He opens the door. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. In fact, in my Bible, I love this. I love that it says um, in a, where does it say? It says this. It says um, in Isaiah 43, uh, 16, it says, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the seas. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all of its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their life snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It's nothing compare, compared to what I'm going to do for I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun it. Don't you see it? See, God already sees it. He already sees the next door. He already sees the next opportunity. And this is all I want to do today is I just want to breathe some hope. I just want some people in this place, and myself included, listen, I'll be, I mean, my wife and I, even now, I mean, there's some things in our life, we're like, God, I don't, I don't know, should we do this, should we do that? And we're just in a place of, of, of God, man, what, what, what's the next step for this part of our life? What's the next part, step for this part of our life? And our kids and all this kind of stuff, and, 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 and sometimes you, you just don't know, but this is what I do know. I do know we just gotta keep knocking. You just gotta keep knocking, you just gotta keep at it. God, I know you're gonna make a way. God, I know you're going to answer. God, I know at some point, and listen, I don't know the right equation. I, I really don't. The worship team can come up. That way I'll end here in just a minute. Um, I don't always know the right equation. And listen, I'll, I'll, I know sometimes, wouldn't you like to know the equation? Like, like the God equation? Like, what is it? What is the right word? What is the right thing to put together uh, to get the answer that you need? But I'll never forget this. Years and years ago, I forget where I heard this from, but someone said this, and it's always stuck with me. Is, is, I, I really, and, I, and I believe this with all my heart. I believe that God doesn't give us the equation. He doesn't give us the, the right way every time because we would begin seeking the equation instead of our God. We would begin seeking, uh, seeking something else rather than, rather than God. So, so if you said these words every time and God always came to answer, guess what you would be beginning to worship and you begin to put a, a priority in your life? Those words. If, if God was like, oh man, yeah, if you got on your knees and you did a, a 360 and flipped upside down, that's just dumb. I don't know why he would do that anyways. Um, and, and you got your answer. You'd begin doing that more than you would seeking Jesus. There is no equation. And so, and so I know sometimes as Christ followers, it's, it, it can feel frustrating at times. I get it. I mean, it can. It can be like, man, God, I'm praying. I'm pushing through. I've been knocking. And, so, and some people, does it feel like their doors are like, you walk into Target, you just like, the doors just automatically open up. They just get close, walking in. <laughs> and yet, when you walk into Target, like my wife and I, I remember one time, like we walk up to a door, we're like, what the, oh, it doesn't open. Yeah, we have to open it, yeah. Have you ever done that before? Like not pizza? And you feel dumb because someone's like watching you do that, just like stand in front of the door and you're just like, oh, oh yeah, 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 I forgot. And yet, and yet you look at other people's lives and it's like, they're just walking through, just, God, why can't I get an automatic door? Why, why do they get an automatic door? Don't worry about their door. 
Worry about your door. In fact, do something better. Don't even worry about your door. Just give it to God. He opens doors. He just said, knock. I love that about God. He just says, knock. You knock, I'll open the door. You knock, I'll make a way. But you have to knock. See, there, there's an action. It kind of goes with the, the faith without what is worthless. Faith without action. Faith without doing something. It, I, I mean, th- th- there, there is an action part. There is something we have to do. And I get it. I know sometimes, man, fear keeps us from going through those doors. Right? I mean, fear begins to bubble up. Sorry, I don't have one, two, three, four points for all those who really like the points. Man, fear begins bubbling up. It's scary sometimes to go through a door. God, is this you? Well, I mean, you, you opened it. I'm just going to, okay, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through. Are you sure? <laughs> I believe this. I believe that, that there's doors in front of a lot of us. And God said, I want you to go through that. But, but fear wells up with inside of us. Fear keeps us from, from walking through that door. God says, I'm giving you a spirit of fear. I think about this one, doors, and, and I'll, 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 end with, I'll end with this. And we'll, end, we'll probably end, end with some worship. Pastor Mark will come up. But I was, I was thinking about fear. And where I, where I grew up, we grew up in the greater Seattle area. And there's an island called Whidbey Island. I grew up in an island. It's not Hawaii, so don't think like, oh, my, you grew up an island boy. No. Um, although, when I filled out job applications growing up, it'd be like, um, you know, Caucasian, Hispanic, Pacific Islander. And I was like, oh, I'm in, a, I'm in the Pacific Islander. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. Um, and uh, and I remember, uh, so, so I grew up there, and, and there's this series of forts up there that were built, I think, in World War II, one, something like that. Uh, they're really cool. So uh, they were never used, but they were built to protect the Puget Sound, a lot of military bases there. And uh, and so you can, there are tourist attractions now, you go through them, and when we were younger, we'd go through these, uh, we, we go through these, uh, these, these, this, this four, really cool. Uh, like, uh, and they're pitch black. Like they pull all the electricity out. They're just like, it's, it's, it's fun if you're a kid. Um, and it can be really scary. And there's this one place that's called the switchboard. And, uh, and you never want to go in the switchboard. It was like the darkest tunnel. So you go through the door and it's like, it's just dark. It's pitch black. And, 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 and they would say like animal sacrifices would happen in the switchboard. I don't know if that was true, but it sure did get us going. We're like, oh my gosh, animal sacrifices happen here. And so there's this long tunnel you go through and there's like this room and then there's like rooms within the room and it's all just pitch black. And then there's this, like this very narrow hallway that went around this, uh, the, 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 the room. So picture this rectangle, this narrow hallway went around the whole thing with no doors to get inside the room. I don't know what it was for. Um, but I remember like my older brother, because he, he just loves his younger brother and is affectionate towards me and just wants the best for me. Like, let's go to the switchboard. All right, let's go. And then phew, he would just run into the switchboard. I'm like, ah, okay. And, uh, and I remember as a kid, like, so you're kind of going through and you, know, you got your hands, hands on the wall. And so what I didn't know, he would go quickly around the rectangle because I'd watch him go the right way. I'm like, okay, I gotta go there. And, uh, and then he would uh, go real fast and wait till like I just turned the corner to the hall and then he would sneak into the room and he found this little opening in the bottom of the switchboard in this room that went into the hall. And so because he loves his brother so much and wants the best for me and, uh, and just, yeah, 
Um, so I would go through just like scared to death, like, like heart is like beating. And I'd be going through the switchboard like, oh my goodness, like animal sacrifices. You know, and my brother's sitting over there um, just waiting. What he's doing, he's waiting for me to come around the certain spot because guess what older brothers do? Older brothers, of course, will stick their hand out of that hole, grab your ankle as you're walking by and scream. And I'm like, ah! And I would like just like start screaming. And I'm in this narrow hole like, ah! Like, Going, going around, just trying to get out of there. And I would never want to go back in there again because of what? Because of fear. But I'm telling you, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of power. And so when fear begins to trip in, when you're going, but it seems like I'm walking through this door, it's pitch black, I'm not sure what's on the other side. Because this is what I did do. I, be, I learned my lesson. I know some of you guys have been around, you've learned your lesson. God has shown his faithfulness time and time again. And what you have to do is go back to that time where he showed his faithfulness and you have to pull those memories out, put them out in front of you and say, you know what? God was faithful for me then. He's gonna be faithful for me now. And so now I remember when I was older, I'd go through the switchboard, just walking through. And I remember he stuck his hand out there again. And I went, bam, like a good younger brother did. And he was like, ah, and he like hurt his hand. So I was like, take that. That's what you gotta do with fear. You gotta grab fear by the throat and you gotta say, not today, fear. Come on, I'm gonna walk through this door with authority because that's what God has given us. I don't know where you're at, but I want us to build this up real quick. I want us to, to build this up and I want everyone to stand in this place. I want everyone to stand because I don't know where you're at. Some of you guys were all over the place. Some of you guys have walked through your doors and you're thanking God for his faithfulness. Listen, we're gonna go through this course and I want you to sing with gratefulness like you've never sang before and giving God glory. Some of you guys, you've never opened the door and let Christ in and you've heard this message. You're like, I wanna give this Jesus person a chance. I wanna give Jesus a chance to be the Lord of my life and to lead and to guide me. Listen, you're gonna have that opportunity. All you gotta do is open the door and say, Jesus, I wanna follow you. And some of you, you're standing at a door. You don't know what to do. Listen, I want you to sing this song like, man, Jesus is your guide. That, 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 man, you like strangle fear while we're singing this song and say, Fear not today, but we're gonna sing this. Come on, everyone, join us.